Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your engine! For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host. Let's go out there and have a good day, all right, buddy. Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans, and welcome to a very special edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening, as always. And actually, this might go down as the coolest show we've ever done, because for the second time in show history, we're coming to you live from Watkins Glen International for today's I Love New York 355 at the Glen, and coming to you right outside the uh, broadcast holler of the Motor Racing Network, as we've got a great show lined up for, up for you for the next two hours. We'll be on from 10 a.m. till noon today, live from Watkins Glen. We're going to be bouncing around the property. Uh, we're going to head over the tweet up uh, for the, the second segment of the show. We'll be over at the Media Center. Uh, we've got, uh, we're going to talk to uh, modified driver Matt Williamson later on in the program. You'll hear from Matt Hirschman. Uh, but we're going to be all around bouncing around the Watkins Glen International facility this morning. And uh, we're going to get right into it today. As, as I said, right outside the Motor Racing Network broadcast holler. As, of course, we will have live flag-to-fly coverage of today's I Love New York 355 at the Glen right here on WGR. Coverage starts at 2 o'clock this afternoon in Green Flag just after 3. And one of the voices you will hear on the broadcast today here on WGR is Kurt Becker. And he joins me now live in person and Kurt it's uh, great to talk to you in person and uh, happy race day well you know it's, it's fun to be with you Dave and appreciate everybody at WGR for being on board as one of our affiliates and you know upstate New York is absolutely beautiful I, I grew up in a, in a rural part of the country out in the Midwest in Illinois and uh, New York's a fantastic racing state I, I've got a background in both horse racing and in motorsports so uh, whether it's the, the, the thoroughbreds at Saratoga this time of year whether it's the harness track at Batavia uh, it's just a fun state it's great to be at Watkins Glen for NASCAR yeah and Batavia Downs a, a proud sponsor of WGR's Fast Track but Kurt we've got uh, plenty of horsepower to hear at Watkins Glen and, and first off a gorgeous day uh, there was some rain earlier this weekend but uh, it's going to be a great day here at Watkins Glen with uh, perfect conditions nice and cool it's going to be fantastic and, and you know Dave one of the things that we enjoy at the Motor Racing Network about Watkins Glen this is a track that packs a, a tremendous crowd. Uh, yesterday for the NASCAR Xfinity race, the infield is full. You've got campers everywhere here. The stands were full. It took us a long time after the broadcast just to file out after yesterday's race. And believe me, that's a good problem to have. And today's going to be even better. I did run into uh, Michael Printup, the president, and he was all smiles this morning as he was uh, preparing things over at the media center. Great weather, and uh, I believe it's another grandstand sell, which makes three years in a row. And like you said, I, I, I always say this about Watkins Glen, the, the, one of the main attractions is the camping because it, like Talladega, like a Phoenix, a Pocono, 
good camping equals great atmosphere, which also leads to great ticket sales. And you know, and it does. And the folks here really have a good time. I know that uh, Friday evening. One of my colleagues, Mike Bagley, who's actually uh, working with NBC this weekend, Mike and I were in the car, and we just took a drive out through the infield just to go see folks and say hello and see what was on their mind. Folks are in a good mood. They have fun when they come here. People are helpful to one another, and, uh, and they're all here to see some great racing, and, and we should see a fun race this afternoon. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Of course, today's the first Glen race for the Cup Series using the new stage format. And I know we saw a little bit of pit strategy yesterday in the Xfinity Series race. Uh, what are you and your uh, crew members that work pit road, what are they hearing for possible strategy today? Well, re, re, going back to yesterday's race, referring to the strategy in the Xfinity Series, uh, Kyle Busch ended up going to victory lane. Uh, he, he made his first stop. He came to the end of stage one, stayed on the track through the end of the stage, came to pit road at lap 22, then came back and made his second and final pit stop in the uh, early portions of the final stage of the race. And what it all boils down to, for folks that are, that are new to NASCAR, if you're wondering, well, what does all that really mean? Because it, it can sound kind of confusing. Well, well, here's the situation. Fuel is the main issue at a track like Watkins Glen. One lap is nearly two and a half miles around. Road course layout with elevation changes, no banking in the turns. So if you get way out on the south end of the course, the furthest point from pit road, you cannot afford to run out of gas because your day is essentially going to be over at that point because by the time you they throw the caution, you get back to pit road with, with a push from somebody, you're going to be a lap or two down. So that's the key, trying to calculate that fuel mileage and not give up a lot of track position. So I think what you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of drivers in the final stage of the race, they're probably going to pit as early as possible in that final stage so they'll be good on fuel, they can stay on the track and maintain track position over the course of that final 30 laps or so. You mentioned Kyle Busch, who of course got the win yesterday in the Zippo 200, the Xfinity Series race. Kyle, a two-time winner here in the Cup Series. We, we, we don't know where he's going to start yet, of course, with qualifying's coming up at 12 noon, but uh, can Kyle go back-to-back? -back? He, you know, he finally got off the schneid last week at Pocono, got that monkey off his back. Uh, the good chance Kyle might go two for two today. I think it's entirely possible for a couple of reasons. Number one, Joe Gibbs Racing, for whom he drives, they had a tough start to the year. All of a sudden, bam, first win comes in mid-July at New Hampshire. Now they've won two of the last three races after Kyle's win at Pocono last weekend. So they've got momentum on their side. The other thing is to give you some perspective on Kyle Busch. Okay, how good, how talented is this guy? Well, yesterday he was leading early on in the Xfinity race. He drove it too hard into the corner and turned one. The car wheel hopped, which essentially means what resulted was the car got out from under him and went for a spin. He lost several positions in the running order, still came back, and not only won the race, but won the race convincingly by, you know, a couple of seconds or so. So uh, point being, Kyle can make mistakes, and he is still tough to beat. Yeah, he is definitely going to be one of the ones to watch today. Of course, him, Martin Truex, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski. But there are a lot of guys with, uh, you know, just a handful of races left here in the regular season. Only three spots left in the playoffs for guys to get a win to, you know, lock themselves in. And, and there's a few of those guys that could use a win today. Matt Kenseth, Jamie McMurray, and, of course, A.J. Allmendinger, who, of course, you know, used this race for his playoff spot a couple of years ago. Well, what do you think about the 47 team today? Well, that brings up an interesting topic because uh, I had a chance to catch up with A.J. a couple of, a couple of days ago here at the track, and uh, he's doing his best not to let the pressure get to him because uh, I asked him, I said, look, everybody is saying if you don't get a win today, 
your season's over as far as the playoffs are concerned. And he said, well, you know, he, sa- he said, even if we don't win, a top five would be nice to create some momentum. I- I'm-, I'm not buying it. I mean, I know why he's saying that, because he's- there's no need for him to sit around and fret, of course. But no, no one is deluded here. He needs a win in the worst way. But the good news for A.J. is this is a track where he is at his most comfortable. He loves road course layouts. He's driven road courses in various forms of motorsport. He's driven it in the IndyCar Series. He's driven it, of course, in one here in, in, the, in the Cup Series. He has driven road courses all around the globe. So if he's ever in his element, this is absolutely the time where he could pop up and get to victory lane. Kurt Becker joining us live here at Watkins Glen International from uh, the Motor Racing Network as we're here on WGR's Fast Track on WGR Sports Radio 550. Kurt, one other, I don't know if you'd call it a surprise because the guy's got driving talent. He doesn't, he's not one of the top flight teams, but Michael McDowell has been impressive this week. And I think top 10 in both practices, a little pit strategy in that, that that Levine family racing team, they might be able to pull one out today. It would be a tremendous story because uh, Levine Family Racing is not a team that has the kind of financial backing that the top-tier teams have in the Cup Series. But somehow, some way, they are consistently good, and Michael is exceptional on road courses. Uh, for, for your listeners who aren't familiar with Michael McDowell, he's a native of Arizona. He has been a winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series on a road course layout. He won about a year ago at Road America up in Wisconsin. He has never won in the Cup Series. He has come close before, especially when we come to places like Watkins Glen. And it would be a feel-good story if a team of that size and scope would be able to come in and pull off a win, and it is possible. Again, because of the wild card factor, you've got this isn't just your standard oval track situation you've got a sprawling road course layout you've got to turn right you've got to turn left you've got to go downhill you got to go uphill and as you referenced dave you throw in the pitch strategy what are you going to do with fuel and tires it wouldn't be a shock to see michael end up winning this thing uh one of the last things before we let you go kurt we are standing here outside your mrn broadcast hauler and Give us, without going inside, but going behind the scenes here, when fans see this big MRN hauler at the racetrack, tell us a little bit about what is exactly inside that hauler. There are a number of uh, edit suites and broadcast booths. They're, they're pretty small. I mean, they're about the size of a closet, but they're big enough to get the job done. So, uh, for example, when we come on the air at 2 o'clock this afternoon for the, for the uh, I Love New York 355, uh, when, when you hear the pre-race show, Kim Kuhn and myself will be the co-hosts. We will start by sitting at a broadcast spot at a table right outside the holler. Once the pre-race show wraps up, I will go inside the holler into a small broadcast suite. That's where I spend the day. I've got a scoring monitor in front of me to the right. I've got a television monitor to the left. I will keep notes. I will come on at the top of the hour to give updates to kind of recap things for fans who maybe are kind of dropping in and out of the broadcast throughout the course of the race. Uh, Our audio engineer, Todd Costello, he sits at a giant mixing board inside the holler, and he's the guy that, you know, he'll pod down everybody's mic when we go to commercial so we can communicate with each other without being heard on the airwaves. Uh, You also have uh, a producer by the name of Tyler Burnett. Tyler sits in still a different suite, and what he will do is he monitors the uh, in-car communications between drivers and crew chiefs. So if there's anything that might pop up that's uh, of interest to the fans regarding that verbal communication, 
he'll make an audio cut and insert it into the broadcast at an appropriate time. So uh, it's, a, it's, it's a hauler that uh, I, I guess that this trailer, I think it measures like 54 feet, but uh, it's, there's a lot that goes on in that small space. I run the board for our Buffalo Sabres broadcast here on WGR, but that sounds like a lot more work than I have to do. I just have to, I just have to listen for when Rick Jenneret sends it to commercially and cut a few goal highlights. But it sounds, it sounds like it's a pretty serious operation. Well, and, you know, and, and you referenced something with with regards to, to WGR. I, I mean, one of the things that's fun for us at the Motor Racing Network, Buffalo is a town that has a great sports history, and. For a lot of folks, you know, it, it may not be NASCAR racing that immediately comes to mind, but the fact that we're able to have this relationship with you and your team and that you are carrying our signal is fun for us to be a part of that Buffalo market. i got to tell you one other thing. Even though I'm, I'm a small-town guy from a rural community in the Midwest, a lot of the folks in central Illinois where I live our ancestors actually, when they came from Europe, seriously, they, they originally settled in the Buffalo area. And, and then eventually a lot of them migrated westward to, to the, what is now the Midwest as the westward expansion unfolded. But uh, So, yeah, I feel, feel a little, little bit of a sense of home when I think of Buffalo, even though I don't get a chance to visit very often. It's kind of like we had Daniel Suarez in town a couple of weeks ago, and when he came to America from Mexico, his first stop was in Buffalo with Troy Williams when he first got in the K&N series. So our mayor, Byron Brown, we've he tried to lay claim to Daniel Suarez because it's the first place he came to in America. <laughs> that is fantastic. And, and, and you know, I, I, uh, I can remember over the years, uh, it, it was always fun. Like, I, I, I can recall, I don't follow the NFL real closely, but yet I'm kind of a fair-weather fan. So when we get to the playoffs, you all start looking at teams and trying to jump on a bandwagon here there. I'm shameless, I'll admit that. But uh, I can remember the string when uh, when the Bills had the four straight Super Bowl appearances. And uh, those things are a lot of fun. And, and uh, I know, Dave, you and I had a chance to kind of do a, a little of a, a discussion before we came on the air just now. And it was fun for me to learn from you, and I'd never put this together, about your own Mark Kelso and his affiliation not only with the NFL and with the Bills, but in addition to the fact that he is a racing operations director for JTG Doherty Racing, of whom uh, A.J. Allmendinger drives the flagship car. Yeah, hopefully a little hometown luck maybe for uh, for the 47 or even maybe Chris Buescher in the 37 today. But, yeah, that was a weird connection. I didn't discover it till February. It was actually – Fox Sports 1, I was watching one of their Speed Weeks broadcasts, and they had Jim Kelly on, who's a big NASCAR fan, former team owner, of course, when he, Jerry Nadeau drove for him uh, a couple, uh, oh, 15 years ago now. But, uh, yeah, they, they Kelso, Mark Kelso, who's of course, works with John Murphy on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network, which we're the flagship of, uh, they went to William & Mary with Tadge Schechter, and lo and behold, another Buffalo guy in NASCAR. And, and you know, one other thing that, that – I, I have to say, if you will indulge me for just a moment, you got I've got two hours to fill, my friend. I just don't want to take up too much of your time. Well, you know, I, and I realize we're here primarily to talk about NASCAR, but but we touched on the uh, the horse racing aspect earlier, and I had mentioned I grew up in the harness racing game with the Trotters and Pacers, and uh, my my dad was a, a an announcer in the Midwest and a breeder of standard breads, and and as a result, I was always familiar from the time I was quite young with Batavia Downs because I would hear my dad talk about Batavia. 
One thing that uh, to, to any harness horseman who are uh, who are listening today, you are so fortunate to have the the racing program that you have in the Empire State. And I say that because, uh, regrettably, things in Illinois have been pretty tough. My dad and I have talked for years that the folks in New York, they figured out how to do it. They figured out how to do it right. Uh, the New York Sire Stakes program is fantastic. They go for tremendous money and a lot of respect and a lot of high regard for the, for the harness racing at Batavia. Well, if you ever get a free time, I know a guy at Batavia Sounds. Ryan Hassenauer does a great job as the marketing director. If you ever want a VIP experience, I'm sure we give Ryan a call. Last thing, Kurt, before I let you go, uh, you mentioned that pre-race show, which is coming up at 2 o'clock here in WGRU and Kim Kuhn. Just uh, give us a little quick preview. What are some of the features coming up today? Well, we will have a couple of uh, pre-recorded features with drivers competing in today's race. Kim sat down and talked earlier today with Danica Patrick. Of course, Danica had a pretty good run here a year ago. She led, uh, what, 10 or 12 laps in the race last year, and uh, and she's traditionally been very strong on road courses. We uh, we also sat down and talked to A.J. Allmendinger, so we will get his thoughts. He's going to talk not only about today's race. A.J. is going to bring us up to speed on Mr. Tickles. This, this is, I know, this this is a cat. Mr. Tickles is a cat that AJ found living under a dumpster in Charlotte a year ago. And now Mr. Tickles has become a celebrity. He is a, he is apparently, they just completed a film shoot. Mr. Tickles and Grumpy Cat are going to be appearing in a Kroger commercial. So, so AJ said, he said, you know, he said, I have to admit right now, Mr. Tickles is the breadwinner. <laughs> So instead of Toonses, we might have Mr. 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 Tickles, the driving cat. I, I think that's that's the theme, and I think you're going to be hearing a lot of good old Mr. Tickles in the near future. Well, Kurt, uh, appreciate the time and extended chat here uh, as you guys get ready to do your broadcast today. Thank you so much. Enjoy the call today, and, of course, all the folks here on WGR will be listening. Dave, we appreciate your being here, and, again, thanks to the entire team at WGR. Good to have you all on board once again this year. All right, that is Kurt Becker from the Motor Racing Network. You'll hear him at 2 o'clock with the pre-race show. Uh, we've got lots to cover here, but we're going to step aside here for just a minute. Mike, let's go. Let's take you back to last night at the Shemung Speedrome. Uh, the Race of Champions Modified Series was in action, and last night Matt Hirschman was going for his eighth straight win in a modified. Would have been in eight different tracks. And, uh, of course, uh, Matt's brother Tony is the spotter for Kyle Busch, who is uh, one of the favorites today. But uh, Matt, unfortunately, finishing third behind Andy Jankowiak and Jimmy Zacharias. And uh, after the race last night, I caught up with Matt Hirschman uh, just to kind of relive that really amazing win streak and just what else he's been up to as uh, he, he is having a phenomenal 2017 season. So here's Matt Hirschman on WGR's Fast Track. Down here in the pits of the Shemung Speedrome, catching up with Matt Hirschman following a good third-place run tonight. But unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, it's an end of a uh, seven-race winning streak for you, but nothing to be ashamed about. You drove a great race tonight and just uh, ran out of laps there at the end. Yeah, uh, I mean, all good things uh, at some point must come to an end. So uh, it was, uh, that was a great run, and uh, tonight was a, a good race. It's just... Uh, um, you know, that, that's why what was amazing about the win streak is uh, tonight we had a, a, a competitive car, a podium finish. Um, you know, we drew 11 and fought for everything all race long to get to where we did, and we were still fighting at the end. I was uh, working Andy for second. Uh, um, so uh, that's, uh, like I said, the amazing part about it is just uh, tonight you could say a better draw, maybe a better chance at, at keeping that streak going. But in, in the course of uh, a racing season or even a stretch of the seven-race uh 
uh, streak that it was is like uh, you know is you know a flat tire, a, a bad draw, uh, you know just missing on the on the setup or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, and there's not going to be a streak uh, put together like that. So it really was amazing. Um, and uh, like I said, it was a good race tonight. Uh, fought hard for everything uh, we got. Uh, we certainly earned uh, everything we. Uh, uh, we got tonight, and uh, it was a good run. I'm, uh, I have nothing to be ashamed of at all. The amazing thing about the streak, too, is that you know a guy can win seven weeks in a row at his home track, which is a great accomplishment, but you went and did it at seven, seven very track. different racetracks, uh, Lake Erie, Jennerstown, Star Speedway, Oswego, just a bunch of different tracks. I mean, some guys like real tight short tracks, some guys like the big fast tracks like in Oswego or Lancaster, but you were winning everywhere. Yeah, from quarter mile to five-eighths mile, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I owe a lot to, to my guy. Guys, uh, we we prepared well. Uh, all those races, uh, you know, we uh, we didn't make any mistakes, and that's that's very important. So um, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, um, yeah, we'll just try and start a new one. Uh, just talk about I mean, coming off here with the Race of Champions series. Uh, you come in and uh, it's 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 been a really exciting couple of races. Just these last two at Holland and here tonight at Chemung, some good solid fields and some good competition. Yeah, I mean it's good for the series. I mean there's been first time winners this year, um, and uh, you know, and then we've we've won some races. I mean we've had a, g a great season. We're not running for points, but man, if we were, uh, we've been uh, we've been top three uh, every time out with the ROC. So uh, you know. But uh, I just uh, really can only race so much, and uh, I enjoy the R racing ROC and uh, and the New York State tracks, and getting to go to these Western PA tracks. Um, we just uh, just can only race so much, and uh, and the tri track races are lucrative, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah. So, uh, but we're uh, we're happy to run. Uh, we'll uh, and we'll be back uh, later this year to f run some more. The other fun thing about, of course, is your brother spotting for Kyle Busch in the Cup Series. And while you've had all the luck, the 18 team, until maybe last week at Pocono, they had some bad luck and some close calls. And they could maybe have seven, eight wins of their own this year. And, uh, you know, Kyle even gave you a little bit of a mention there at Pocono last weekend. Yeah, I mean, he, he wins. There's uh, there's no doubt about it. They went on a winless streak in Cup. But, uh, uh, man, anything he drives, he, he wheels and he, he can win. So, uh, you know, there's... Uh, some people just, uh, when you figure out how to win, uh, you know, it, uh, it just comes easier to some than others probably. Uh, it's, uh, there's something about uh, knowing how to win, win races, and that's, uh, I'm sure that's the same for any sport. Uh, you know, there's, uh, in, in any sport, it's uh, winning time when it comes down to the end of the game or whatever it is, and some guys, uh, you know, are just uh, clutch and, uh, you know, and just live in the moment. Uh, you know, they belong there. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm really enjoying the season. Uh, uh, it's, it's, we've had great runs. We've won races. Uh, and, and we're having fun, too, and that's a big part of it. Uh, this group of guys I got here right now, uh, we have fun uh, We have, we have fun running together. We laugh. We bust on each other. Um, and uh, like I said, we're, we're probably past halfway in our season, but, but we run a long season because we stretch it into November with extra yeah. you know, end-of-the-season races. So we're probably around the halfway point. So uh, it's been a, been, a, been a fun first half, and uh, I think there's more wins ahead of us here in the second half couple big races coming up at Lancaster, the Tommy Tony and the U.S. Open. Are, are those on your schedule coming up? Uh, I have another commitment for the Tommy Tony, and uh, I've won that race many times uh, and, and really uh, would 
kind of wish I, I, I could make it, but I have another commitment for that. But always try and make the U.S. Open. Uh, and, of course, then we got the Race of Champions yep. right after. Uh, we got the American race at Wyoming County. So we'll be back up in the area uh, for several more times uh, here uh, as the season to summer turns into fall. So, um, yeah, like I said, hope uh, – I uh, hope everyone can, continues to support uh, the ROC races. Uh, car count and uh, it should be, I think, should be real strong to finish the season. A little lighter early in the season, but man, uh, even myself, I missed a few. Uh, just uh, it's a long way to go in the yeah. spring. Uh, it's a long season ahead. If the weather's not that good, or uh, like I said, it's just you know I'm not going to miss nothing once we get late in the season. But earlier in the season, not as uh, not as big a deal. Some of the you know, but the big races come late, and uh, we'll hopefully. Uh, uh, hopefully stay on top of our game right uh, right through the end of the season. Last thing I want to ask you about is just Ryan Priest. Um, you've raced him against him plenty of times in modified racing, seeing him get to win an Xfinity Series race. I know I'm sure there's something you'd love to do, and it's all it's all about funding just as much as talent these days, and you guys are equally talented. But still great for modified racing in this region to see a guy come up, able to put the funds together, and then go out and win a race. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him... Uh you know, get something out of it, uh, uh, just because, uh, you know, modified guys just really haven't been given an opportunity. And, uh, you know, uh, there's no doubt about it. He's one of the best in the modifieds, and and you know uh, I put myself in that group as well. And I think given the right opportunity, um, I think there's uh, there's a few of us that could succeed at that level. And he proved that, and uh, I think could even have succeeded at the next level. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, in the right opportunity, I think I could have made it all the way to the top. Um, but uh, it's just uh, it is tough, and uh, you know uh, it does take some funding, and uh, you know. Not that I was ever in a position to even consider that, but I would not trade uh, what I have built up that I can race modifieds uh, um, in the Northeast for just taking a shot, but then uh, being bankrupt after that yeah. if it doesn't work. That uh, I wouldn't be willing to take that risk uh, simply because uh, I'm a racer and uh, I want to uh, have a future in, in racing and stay in racing. And uh, I I enjoy the modifieds, uh, but uh, given the right opportunity, I would have I would have liked to have seen uh, what, what I could have accomplished. Do you ever go with your brother Pocono Watkins Glen? Do you ever go hang out when, when you're not if you're not racing? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, when I did race Bristol a few years ago, we stayed for the Cup race, and a few days later, kind of made a little mini uh, vacation out of it. Stayed a little extra longer, but really now, I mean. Uh, most of the time, uh, you know, we're uh, if we're not racing, we're in the shop working, and we'll have it on TV. Uh, you know, I like uh, Sundays. I like drag racing, NASCAR, whatever's on IndyCar. Um, you know, but I am. I'm more of a fan of short track. Uh, I mean, uh, you've already seen me uh, show up at Ransomville <laughs> to watch a race and uh, places like that. I, I'm more of a short track guy. If I'm going to go, uh, you know, go to watch a race, I'd rather do that, dirt or asphalt. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it doesn't really interest me that much. But, uh, uh, yeah, but we pay attention, <laughs> like you said, on TV. Thanks for the time. Always fun catching up. Okay. Yep. Thank you. That was Matt Hirschman from last night at the Shemung Speedrome. I played that interview because I needed the seven minutes to walk from the MRN hauler to the media center. And uh, we're down here at the Tweet Up, and I am actually standing right near Alexander Rossi and Boris Said, who are chatting right now. And we're going to squeeze in here in just a second, but we don't want to interrupt this conversation of two racing greats. Uh, Indianapolis 500 winner Alexander Rossi and Boris Said, who's, of course, driving uh, the 33, the Genesee beer car today. 
and uh, the folks at North American Breweries in Buffalo, of course, uh, representing uh, Boris. But we're going to we're gonna step in here, and Alex, uh, Dave Buchanan here from WGR in Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to ask you the obvious question just because people at home might not realize, but what are you doing here at Watkins Glen for uh, today's NASCAR race? Uh, well, we're here to promote the, the IndyCar races coming up on Labor Day weekend, so uh, it's, it's amazing to, to be at Watkins Glen. It's one of my favorite tracks um, globally. It's, uh, it's one of the best tracks that, that the Verizon IndyCar Series comes to, and it's amazing that it got back onto the schedule last year, and I thought it was a pretty amazing event. Um, the speeds that we do around here are pretty ridiculous, so it's great to be back here a couple weeks before promoting it, like I said. Yeah, I was here last year, and it wound up being a great turnout. They had, a, you know, not a lot of time to promote the event, and they had a great fan turnout, a great race uh, that that saw, uh, you know, the folks from Ganassi pick up the win here last year. But uh, what did you think your first time out in IndyCar here last year? Um, I think just like I mentioned before, the speed of it uh, surprised me. It surprised a lot of people with the repave that that Watkins Glen did and and did an amazing job on. Um, it really elevated this track to, to a whole new level. I don't think that they were expecting open-wheel cars to come back, so um, the tarmac's uh, uh, very, very abrasive and grippy, which is great for us. I mean, it's it'll blow your mind for people that haven't been here to come out and watch the cars and, and see how fast they actually are, and um, it's, it's Indy cars at their best. What do you think about stock car racing in general I, you know you were in formula one you're an indy car uh would if ever given the opportunity maybe just for one race to hop behind the wheel of one of these stock cars if, especially at a track like watkins Glen. well is uh if honda starts entering uh race cars and maybe but um up until that point no i mean this is the the second race i've ever been to uh, second cup race i've ever been to and the first one on a road course so i'm looking forward to it it's a whole new experience and you know race cars are race cars so happy to be here of course, your second season IndyCar racing last year, of course, the huge win at the Indianapolis 500. How has this year been compared to last year, your second season? You've got the notoriety now with the Indy win. Just how much more comfortable or, or how better are you behind the wheel than maybe compared to last year? Um, I think just the experience of knowing the tracks is, is the big difference. Uh, last year, I only knew two of the tracks we were going to out of 17, so now I know all of them. Um, and we can get to work a lot earlier than, than we could last year. I'll let you get back. A lot of fans want to say hi. Thanks for the time, Alex. We'll see you back here in a few weeks for uh, the, in the IndyCar race here at Watkins Glen. Yes, look forward to it. Thanks, man. Indianapolis 500 winner Alexander Rossi here for the tweet-up. As uh, we are down here, and actually, Mike, we're going to take our break here. Actually, I'm going to try and squeeze in here. Michael McDowell is down here. Uh, Dave Buchanan here from WGR Radio. We're the MRN radio affiliate. Uh, just want to catch up here with you. You've had a great weekend so far, real fast in practice with the Levine family racing team. Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, this is a great track for us. It has been in the past. Um, really haven't executed super well in the race yet, but, um, you know, this is probably the most amount of speed we've had. And, uh, yeah, like you said, we, got a, we feel like a top 10 car, and hopefully we can execute today and put ourselves in position. Uh, a little bit, uh, without giving away too many secrets, how about a potential pit strategy today with the stage racing and everything? Yeah, it's going to mix things up for sure. Um, you know, it's just going to depend on where you're at on the racetrack. If you're if you're in that top ten and you have a shot at scoring uh, some stage points, you might um, stay out. You know, uh, for us, you know, we're really just focusing on the end of the race. Um, but same thing, if we if we qualify well and you're up there, you know, maybe you stay out and uh, score some points. Um, but you don't want to give up a finish. Mike, good luck today. I know you got qualified coming up. And uh, last thing, your uh, throwback scheme for Darlington, that looks awesome, playing tribute to Alan Kowicki with your car for Darlington. Yeah, it turned out great. Um, you know, we, we're in Alan Kowicki's old shop, and uh, a lot of history in that shop and, and a lot of similarities to how he built his program up and where we're at too. So, um, yeah, it's fun to do it.
All right. Good luck today in the race, Mike. Thank you for the time so much. Thank you. Michael McDowell, driver of the Levine Family Racing number 95. He'll be going out for qualifying here in a couple hours. And, Mike, now we're going to take a break. So we're going to uh, step aside here. We'll be right back with more live from Watkins Glen here, WGR's Fast Track on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, coming back to you live from Watkins Glen here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're going to slide in here, see if we can grab a quick word with Landon Castle. Landon, how you doing? I'm Dave Buchanan with WGR Buffalo. We're the MRN radio affiliate. Uh, first off, just uh, welcome back to Watkins Glen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I always love coming here. Um, particularly love the weather up here in the summertime, and 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 then I think the fans here really uh, cap it off. It's uh, up in the Northeast; it just seems to have the best race fans. I think the first time I ever saw you race was actually in a late model at Lake Erie Speedway a few years ago. I don't know if you remember racing up there. Yeah, yeah, I loved Lake Erie. That was where I got my first kind of big win in a late model, and um, that's a good racetrack. How about today? Uh, first off, what do you think about this qualifying and race one day format? Is this something you're a fan of? Um, I think it's a great thing. You know, I think it gives a lot of action on race day for the fans to see. Um, you know, I think the, the fan fest that the, the tracks are going to be doing on Friday, you know, could hopefully make up for um, not seeing cars on the racetrack Friday. But, you know, a place like uh, uh, Watkins Glen, you know, they had a K&N race. They had the Xfinity race yesterday. So there's a lot of action for the fans. It's, I think it's a good schedule. How was your car so far this weekend in practice? Uh, it was okay. You know, we had a, two short practice sessions and get, didn't get a lot of changes in. So, um, you know, the real magic will happen today i'll let you get back to the tweet up here but thank you for the time thanks landon castle here at the uh tweet up down here and i'm sorry if the speakers down here are bleeding into our broadcast but we're just trying to grab a few of the drivers that are standing around here uh, michael print up is on the stage here we're right in victory lane and uh michael prince up our dear friend is uh, talking to uh, boris said and michael mcdowell and there's some uh, professional bull riders here and uh, we're going to talk to alexander rossi and they're going to get landon castle up on stage and uh, maybe we'll try and squeeze in here and grab a few folks as they're uh, coming and going. But a uh, great day. A little overcast right now, but it's going to continue to war warm up here uh, throughout the afternoon and uh, really nailing the weather here today. And it is, is nuts. Uh, being Compared to being here for the IndyCar race last September to the Cup race, it is almost night and day. Just double the amount of people, the security, just the atmosphere. Uh, not that the IndyCar race was a bad experience, but just a uh, total difference compared to, to covering, uh, to being here for the NASCAR race. And so we're going to try and make our way over here, and uh, we're going to try and grab Jeff Gluck from uh, from JeffGluck.com is down here, and we're, we're right in his home, the Tweet Up, the thing, the, one of the many things, Jeff, you've brought to NASCAR, the Tweet Up, and it's, it's in full bloom here in Watkins Glen. This is a crazy one. There's like a stage, and there's all these drivers, like so many drivers that can't fit on the stage. There's like it's like it's like a huge show or something. It's crazy. Where did the impetus to, to come up to start doing these tweet ups? Because I know I remember going to the one at Eldora a couple of years ago. But where did you get the idea to start getting all these fans together like this? So uh, 2009, I was like starting to get a few more Twitter followers, and people started saying, "Hey, if you're going to be at the track, you know, could we say hi?" And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be great." But um, it, it was kind of got it was getting kind of complicated to meet with everybody at once. So I was just like, all right, let's just find a central location. 
So uh, the first one I think was two people, uh, and it was like a blind date because you know I, I, they didn't know what I looked like, I didn't know what they looked like, and I just said meet by some like post in the concourse, and they were like, uh, you know, I saw these guys standing there. I was like, are you them? They're like, is this, that you? It's like, oh hey, how's it going? But uh, it just started growing over time, and now there's kind of nutty like this one yeah i mean the the tracks now that i don't know if they work with you but they they kind of set the locations or nascar sets locations and and, and walk and really jump on board doing this big one here in victory lane yeah Watkins Glen. this might be the biggest one the most uh time that a tracks put into one a lot of the tracks um will like be in communication during the week and they'll say hey we're thinking about doing this what do you think um and then some of the tracks just run with it now like pocono Watkins Glen just run with it and you can see here, I mean, we're in Victory Lane. All these people don't even have passes, and they got in for free to Victory Lane. That's pretty cool. And then there's meeting all these drivers. That's that's pretty cool, like, little bonus to your race day ticket, you know? How about the format for today? As someone who's part of the NASCAR Weekly Grind, what do you think about this qualifying race one-day format? Yeah, I'm kind of uh, still, I think the jury's out on it because it's just, you know, there's a late start, which I don't love because I think a lot of people come from far. You know, people camp and they got to go home afterwards, maybe. Um, and so, you know, having a 3 p.m. start is not the best thing in the world. But um, you do have qualifying on race day, and that's, you know, this is only the second time they've done that. And so I think we still need to have a few more just to see how it goes. But uh, last week flowed okay. It, it's it's kind of a different vibe for sure. But, um, you know, it, maybe it could come a trend in NASCAR. I don't know. Jeff Gluck from JeffGluck.com joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. Jeff, uh, the race today uh, is, is the 18 car. Is he the one to beat, or, or who do you think uh, is the favorite for today's race without you know watching qualifying, knowing where everybody's going to start? Well, I mean, you would say that uh, Kyle Busch may, maybe has the fastest car and maybe is the car to beat, but the strategy here are going to get so shaken up. They're going to get so twisted because of the uh, the stages. And and it was already this was already always a race where the – crews would pit backwards or you know they, they do the fuel strategy backwards and try to um, just make sure they can make it to the end do it on two stops or whatever that you know they could try to do but now um, with the stages they know there's two guaranteed cautions and they can really plan around those so uh, I think it's going to get all twisted up and shaken up so the fastest car is not necessarily going to win today. I, I want to let you get back to your followers down here but real quick one of my favorite Monday morning listens now is the JeffGluck.com podcast which you record every after every race you, you grab one of your fellow media members and it, it's a fun listen I appreciate it. Thank you yeah I'm uh, I, I'm doing uh, with Dustin Al Albino today from uh, Front Stretch it's going to be the first time he's on we I just like you said gra grab a random uh, media person in the media center who I haven't done it with and um, yeah, we, we just talk about the race, break it down. I try to post it before I leave the track. So um, that's something I've really enjoyed doing this year. Appreciate the time. Thanks for catching up with us here during your big tweet up and uh, enjoy the race today. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Jeff Gluck from JeffGluck.com. Still no JeffGluck.com hat, but he does have his, his iconic hat on, so he's easy to spot, which is how I was able to find him. And, uh, Mike, we're going to go back to break here, as I know we got squeeze in another break. We'll be back with more live from Watkins Glen International here on Fast Track on WGR Sports Radio 550. Ten forty-seven here on WGR Radio five fifty. Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track again broadcasting live from Watkins Glen International. We're in Victory Lane here at the Glen. The tweet up our fan experience going on down here. Michael Printup. No wonder he's so good on the radio when we have him on the show. He's up here hosting this Q and A. Nothing is scripted, and he's doing a phenomenal job up there on stage. But of course, you can't go very far at Watkins Glen without tripping over some race fans from Western New York. And I found some folks from New Fame down here. What's your name, ma'am? Shelly Ketch. Shelly and. 
Kevin Ketch? Are you not really the Chris Ketch, are you? I, I, Chris Ketch? All right, not really the race car driver Chris Ketch, but you guys are from New Fate. How long have you guys been coming to Watkins Glen? I started in 92. Okay, so you guys, 25 years, so 25th anniversary. Congratulations. Look, she's got the shirt to prove it. She turned around. She's got the 1992 Winston Cup shirt from Watkins Glen. Who's your favorite driver? Right now it's Chase Elliott. Did you, were you a uh, Jeff fan and graduated to Chase, or were you a Bill fan? No, I was Bobby Labonte. Okay, so how did you go from Bobby? Oh, when Bobby retired, you said to pick a new driver? Yeah, and Chase is an up-and-coming driver, and it's a Chevy. I like the Chevy drivers. What about you, sir? I'm an old Bill Elliott fan, so I'm naturally uh, going with Chase. All right, so you're a man after my, my own heart, because I've been, I've been a long-time Bill Elliott fan as well. Uh, I, out of curiosity, since we're doing some, mar I guess like we call this market research, but with the race starting at 3 o'clock this year, did that affect you guys at all, deciding to come at all this year with uh, the race starting a couple hours later? It didn't really uh, affect our decision to come here. It just, uh, for coming so many years, for the schedule to be a little different, you know, there are some things that we're used to doing that we had to make adjustments to. But overall, it's been a great experience. And uh, do you guys campers, hotel, or you just drive up from Newfane on race day? Um, started out camping when I was younger, then had a child, and now we stay at a hotel. All right, well, thanks for the time. Hope you guys have a great race day. Thank you. The catch is down here, and just grabbing some random friends. Had to, had to find some Western New York race fans and, and do a little bit of market research. Uh, coming up in the second hour of the show, we're going to sit with Bob Pockers from ESPN.com. Bob is also here in the throngs of people here at the uh, the, um, the tweet-up. And then at 11.35, we'll talk to Matt Williamson from the Super Dirt Car Series. They're coming to town, of course, the next two nights. Tomorrow night, they'll be at the Merrittville Speedway for the Bob St. Amon Memorial 100. And then Tuesday, they'll be up at the Big R for the Summer Nationals, the 100-lap event on Tuesday at the Ransomville Speedway. So we'll catch up with uh, Matt Williamson, who's having a heck of a year. He's got 12 feature wins between uh, Friday nights at the uh, Lernerville Speedway down in Pennsylvania, where he races the big blocks. And then, of course, he's been back weekly at Merrittville in the 358s. He's got a handful of wins uh, this year as well, too. So that's coming up in the second hour. But I I'll tell you what, this is going to be a, a fun race today here at Watkins Glen. Um, as just we're talking with Jeff Gluck, the strategy is going to be uh, wide open with uh, the stages and everything, of course. And uh, looking at some of the practice suites, of course, we talked to Michael McDowell. He was, uh, and we also mentioned with Kurt Becker, he was uh, top 10 fastest uh, in both practice sessions and now just trying to put together a right strategy. And, of course, Michael talking about at the end of, being at the right place at the right time at the end of the race and, uh, you know, wanting to, to be in the right place with on pit strategy uh, to maybe pull out, a, pull out a win here for the 95 team. That would be a huge upset victory. Uh, some other big NASCAR news going down this weekend, of course, earlier in the week. Uh, NASCAR uh, rolling out new participation rules for cup drivers in the Xfinity and Truck Series and uh, further limiting the amount of starts uh, cup drivers can run in both the Xfinity and the, uh, the, cup or the Xfinity and the Truck Series, that is, for drivers of more than five years of participation, uh, taking a few more starts away. And also now uh, cup driver, any cup driver, no matter of the amount of experience at all, they are uh, not allowed to run in the playoff races for either series, including the, uh, the Homestead Championship race, which has already been part of the rules. So uh, that's been sparking uh, some. Some fans are excited about that to see less wins by the Kyle Bushes and Joey Logano's and Brad Keselowski's. But then you, you talk to Kyle Bush and, of course, operates KBM, Kyle Bush Motorsports truck team, and, and he's basically said that if it gets to a point where he's no, allow, no 
more allowed to run in the truck series that he'll fold up his shop because that's part of the reason why he fields that KBM team is so he can go truck racing whenever he wants to. And uh, if, if he's not allowed to run the truck series, he'll fold up KBM. So that would be a huge blow. That's two full-time, a third part-time team. Uh, for KBM in, in the uh, Camping World Truck Series that the series would lose. Um, would it, would, would, now, of course, he could sell those assets to a, a new startup team that could potentially happen, but uh, th that's something to think about as much as some people bemoan uh, Kyle Busch winning all the uh, Xfinity, uh, Xfinity and Truck Series races when he's in the field, uh, that it could cost the series a couple teams if uh, they further restricted. The other big news of the week, of course, concerning Kurt Busch and uh, Stuart Haas racing, and it was uh, made public this week that Stuart Haas Racing is not picking up the option on his contract. They do have one more year on his deal, but they're not going to pick up the option. So Kurt was is a free agent as of, I think, Wednesday was when the, the option had to have been picked up by. Now Stuart Haas, at least on social media and in some of the statements they made, that uh, they still fully anticipate Kurt being in one of their cars in 2018. We'll see how that progresses. Uh, Kurt has also said that his phone's been kind of ringing off the hook uh, ever since the news came out that he wasn't going to be um, potentially in the 41 next year, that there has, his phone's been ringing out the hook with some offers. Don't know how serious or from what teams those offers might have been. But, uh, again, another possible uh, chair in the silly season that has already been hot and heavy this year, uh, shaping up for 2018. And also some rumblings coming out this weekend, too, concerning Danica Patrick. And, uh, basically, uh, her future kind of hinges on them finding more sponsorship for the uh, 10 car in 2018 if she's going to stay with Stuart Haas Racing. And uh, if she doesn't return, I mean, that's a potential two seats that uh, Tony Stewart and uh, the Gene Haas will have to fill on their operation potentially. Um, and, and, and a couple of the drivers that might be out there, like a Matt Kenseth, uh, you know, could they be um, – available to drive for Stuart Haas next year. And you look at Kurt Busch's options, he could wind up back at Furniture Row Racing. Of course, drove that 78 car a couple of years ago. And uh, they, their second car, of course, the 77 that uh, Eric Jones drives, he's going to be going to Joe Gibbs in the 20. Does that seat open up and Kurt have a, a reunification with the folks out in Denver at Furniture Row Racing and be teammates with Martin Truex next year? That would be a fun combination, too. Uh, with uh, the folks from Furniture Row and, and Kurt Busch. So more silly season stuff to watch. Uh, of course, Casey Kane out there, Matt Kenseth, as I mentioned, uh, a lot of drivers that uh, could potentially still have to uh, land seats uh, here in 2018. Okay, we're coming to you live from Watkins Glant International, special two-hour edition of the program. We're down here in Victory Lane uh, as the tweet-up is starting to wrap up with uh, the, the drivers down here on stage. I was hoping to grab Boris said, but he's been on stage here for the last few minutes. And again, Boris driving, uh, which potentially might be his final career NASCAR start. Some have been saying, love to maybe try and confirm that with Boris. But unfortunately, he is running away from me in the opposite direction. Not that he saw me and is running away, but he has to, uh, I believe, go to some hospitality for the folks from Genesee and uh, North American Breweries. And actually saw some of those folks from the office in Buffalo here uh, working with uh, Boris said this weekend, so he had to take off, but he'll be in the 33 car, and uh, he will be uh, racing today uh, in the uh, the Genesee, the red, white, and blue car. So with that, we're going to step aside here. We're going to take our, our final break of the 10 o'clock hour. When we come back, we're going to try and lock down Bob Pockris and chat with him for a few minutes. And more here live from Watkins Glen. If you're here, if you're listening, maybe on the WGR app, or you can pick up our signal here at the Glen. 
uh, come on down. We'd love to, to say hi to you. We'll be down here uh, throughout the afternoon. So back with more Fast Track live from the Glen here on WGR Sports Radio 550. For more than 50 years, a few overhead door companies have come up. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.